Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tomorrow, everybody. This is the darker side of midnight. I am Matt Blaze, producer and board op of the other side of midnight with Frank Morano. With me, as always, he is the executive producer of the other side of midnight overnight news anchor and news hour contributor Alex Barnard is here. Hello. Also joining me, he is the associate producer, overnight sports anchor, telephone talent coordinator, phone screener, the runway model. Kenny's here. Hell yeah, brother. And oh, this brother. Is, yeah, it's a, it's, what are you, that's your Hogan? Your Hulk Hogan imitation? Kind of close. Yeah, no. Oh, who was it supposed to be? Well, yeah, it, I mean, it is, but it's like, it's not very good. <laughs> Say, do it again. Let me hear it. <laughs> My favorite, there's a meme that I saw of him playing guitar, and it said, anyways, brother, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, because that's so not what he even sounds like. Okay, well. Do you know what Hogan sounds like? Yeah, I fucking cut promos of him for Frank. Of course I know what Hogan. Of Hulk Hogan? Oh, yeah, of Hogan, yeah. Really? Just this week. Oh, the NWO promos. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you something, brother. That's yeah, like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. the old. Ooh, the training, the prayers, the vitamins, and the number one rule of Hulkamania. Believe it in yourself, brother. So what you gonna do when the 24-inch pythons and Hulkamania run wild on you? <laughs> Damn. There you go. Hogan. See, I know that I have them all down. Wait, of course you do. You're a wrestling fan. Yeah. A fanatic. They, woo! Woo! Styling, profiling, jet flying, limousine riding, wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, son of a gun! That was John Cena. Woo! And that was John Cena. Yeah, John no, Cena. Very funny enough. What did I, Cena I was just, just going to see if Al was going to bite, but no. No, I know. I know. He knows Ric Flair. I, come on. I, I know yeah, the woo, at least. Everybody's you know. got to know that. Yeah. Can you smell <laughs> what The Rock is oh. cooking? Dude, have you seen the uh, fucking meme edit of that? No, <laughs> it's so funny. There's a million. It, I mean, they did it so many times. They just like they edit it to the point where like he, uh, you know, like they repeat the sound over and over again. So where he's going, <laughs> you, wow, like uh, they go, wow, wow, because that's, that's what he started doing toward that's the end. He goes, wow, what the rock is cooking. There is a reason. Why The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, as he is now called, they have dropped The Rock pretty much totally. Yeah. Because I know I was watching the, um, since Frank was talking about the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and I went to the website, and they have this, like, repeat video of people recently getting their star, and The Rock is one of those people, and it just says Dwayne Johnson. It doesn't even say The Rock on his star. Oh, that's yeah. kind of whack. Like, you should have said The Rock. Whack. Yeah, that's stupid. Come I think on. people would have known The Rock oh, well, yeah. as you... much as they know Dwayne Johnson. No, but just put Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Right, you could do that, too. Like, mm-hmm. Dwayne on the top, then in the middle of The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Because well, when he first broke into wrestling, he was Rocky Maivia. Which was really? The, yeah. yeah, it was a combination. So his father is Rocky Johnson. His grandfather was the High Chief Peter Maivia. So he combined the two names. They were billing him at the time as the first third-generation wrestler. Oh, I didn't even know he was a third-generation wrestler. Right. So he came out. You got to look at, like, early pictures of him. He had, like, this crazy haircut. Like, his hair was, like, like, like stood up straight. And he was big, like, bulky big. He wasn't cut muscular. He was just beefy big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he came out, and he was, he was billed as... The blue chipper, Rocky Maivia, and he came out all smiling, like out of college. 
And the crowd fucking hated him. Really? Like, legit hated him. They would chant, Rocky sucks. Rocky sucks. Damn. Because they just they yeah. didn't buy into it. And then it wasn't until he became what they Frank always talks about, the baby face is the good guy, the heel is the bad guy. Right. When he became a heel and he turned into The Rock, which was this guy, I think it was Vince Russo, who Frank has spoken about as being one of the heads of the Attitude Era writers, was the one that named him The Rock and said, start talking in the third person. So yeah. he, that's what he did. Because I know that from that video. Right. It's him doing the third person. Yeah, thing. he always says, the, the rock, rock says. says yeah. And that was his whole shtick at the time. And he came out, and that's what got him a lot of what they call heat. Like, people were booing him now because they hated him because he was the bad guy. But that's where he got a lot. They always said, like, even when he was in college, that all the sports writers used to run to his locker because he always had the best quotes. And that's because where he was like a football player, right? Yeah, that's yeah. where laying the SmackDown came from. That he was the one that that I mean, the show is called SmackDown now, and it's all because The Rock used to say, "I'm going to lay the SmackDown on your candy ass." Yeah. Oh, really? That's it I all didn't know came that. from The Rock. Now, mm-hmm. is Hogan considered a heel? Well, Hogan was the baby face of baby faces, meaning the good guys of all good guys, mm-hmm. until what Frank talked about the other day, yeah. which was the NWO angle. So Frank kind of just kind of did a generalization of what it was. What had actually happened, it was Bash at the Beach was the pay-per-view, WCW. Mm-hmm. And he said talked about Hall and Nash. Yeah, Scott Hall, who was Razor Ramon in the WWE, all of a sudden just showed up on WCW I just TV. broke my what phone. The hell oh my it's not God. broken. It this oh, happens it sometimes. Off. Yeah, it kind of like uh, it, <laughs> you gotta put it back in. Yeah, I gotta like, put it back in. See, when that happened to my headphones, my other pair, it like broke, and that was the end of them. Yeah, these these J, they just sometimes they come out. yeah they come out. I think a little, if I but only on this side, so maybe it's <laughs> right. kind of broken. <laughs> yeah, like, but I mean, like hey, something in there is broken. That yeah, doesn't latch all the way. But they still work. But it still works. So okay. yeah, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> so. Yeah, he was talking about Hall and Nash. Um, so Scott Hall, who was Razor Ramon, the bad guy, who was supposed to be like this from Miami, talk like, like this, and he had a toothpick in his mouth. He just walks on WCW TV with the toothpick, talking like he did. So everyone was like, oh, my God, like a WWF at the time? Guy is coming on WCW? Like that was sort of unheard of. Yeah. And then the next week or whatever it was, Kevin Nash comes on, and he was Diesel in the WWF. And they acted like they were still from the WWF invading WCW as the outsiders to the point where WWF, Vince McMahon, sued WCW because Mm. their characters of Razor Ramon and Diesel, even though they never said their names or anything like that, were trademarked to the point when... Like, Frank talked about how WCW started beating them in the ratings, where they brought on a fake Diesel and a fake Razor Ramon to show that these guys are just characters that we created. It's not those two other guys. It was so stupid. It was huh. horrible. Yeah. So, anyway, they were – it was some tag team match and then with Randy Savage, the Macho Man. Yeah. And at the end, they were beaten up on Randy Savage, and all of a sudden Hulk Hogan comes walking out, and everyone starts cheering. Because he's in his Hulkamania outfit. And at the time, if you watch this pay-per-view in 1996, Hogan is so skinny. Like, when you watch the old Hogan when he first became WWF champion, mm-hmm. he's big and bulky. He comes out, he's so skinny because this is right after that whole steroids scandal of the 90s. So mm. he's off the roids and he, like, trimmed down. I mean, he still had muscle, yeah. but he is so skinny. And he comes walking down and everybody expects he's going to you know, clear the ring of the outsiders. He drops the leg on Randy Savage, cuts the whole NWO promo. Drops the leg? That was his finishing move. Oh, oh, was oh, the leg oh, drop. oh, I see. Okay. So he drops the leg on Savage, starts beating up on Savage, throws him out of the ring, and cuts the whole thing about the new world order is coming. And that's when the NWO angle was born, and he became, as Frank said, Hollywood Hogan. Meaning, oh, you do movies now, you're all Hollywood, you're not wrestling anymore. And that's what started, that's when he became a bad guy. 
I see. And then he went back and forth between Hollywood Hogan and... Hulkster. The Hulkster. Yeah. Which was owned by uh, Marvel. So, what? Oh. So Hulk Hogan... Oh, well, yeah, duh. When he I became mean... Hulk Hogan, originally, Marvel was like... Because they were billing him when they would they would introduce him as the Incredible Hulk Hogan. Wow. Like in their late 70s. I didn't know that. So Marvel was like, well, we need a cut of that. Like, you can't use that name because we don't want... People getting confused with you and the Incredible Hulk, our character. Yeah, the big right. green dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the big green fake dude. Yeah. So they cut a deal, and with with Terry Bollea, which is Hogan's yeah. real name, mm-hmm. and um, they were allowed to use the name, but they could never be. He could never be called the Incredible Hulk Hogan. Then he became the Immortal Hulk Hogan. Oh, I but see. But for all these years, he he maintained. That tri- I don't know if they still own it or they there's still a deal, but there was a deal for years, like like 20 years, with Marvel. That's why he was able to jump from WCW to WWE and take the name. Because what happens now is if a character, a name in WWE goes somewhere else, they come out with a new name or their yeah. original name or their real name right. because the WWE or any other wrestling wrestling federation can own the actual name. Because uh-huh. it's trademarked huh. for merchandise. Mm-hmm. Remember, there's like a big. Well, it's I mean, a huge a, business. Yeah, a couple. Of, I mean, the WWE is worth like five billion dollars or more. I think six billion, something like mm-hmm. that. It's worth a ton of money. Anyway, that's the whole. Uh, I don't want to get too deep in the woods. Yeah, with the wrestling stories <laughs> that I've already gotten <laughs> into the woods with. Yeah. Um. So again, this is the darker side of midnight. If you're listening to this, you want to listen to the other side of midnight with Frank Monroe for the same day, May 11. Let me just say that right off the bat, since we do talk about what Frank talked about earlier today and yesterday, since we uh, did not do a podcast. I'm going to talk about everything Frank, or well, not everything that Frank talked about yesterday. I didn't say that today, did I? <laughs> no, you didn't. No. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, yesterday, Frank talked about AI and how the godfather of AI, Jeffrey Hinton, left Google so he can tell everyone of the hazards of AI. Like, we can't see that for ourselves. Yeah, Like, we're that stupid and don't realize how harmful AI, since we've been told that since 1992 or 1984 with Terminator. Right. Yeah. We've, the whole AI thing. Or if you want to go back to 1983 with War Games with right. Matthew Broderick. Yeah. See, Alex goes, what the fuck is that? Yeah, I have he never heard of that. The Shall We Play a Game? Do you know that Shall Prop. We Play a Game that he I played? played it the other day. No, I don't. It's so, like, so back don't in the day, uh, Matthew Broderick, the first movie that I knew him in, Here anyway, go. Uh, was a computer whiz kid. Back in the days when, like, only like computer geeks and nerds had home computers. What in this movie or in, in the movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, in the movie. <laughs> okay. And he had a modem, yeah. which was like insane to have even back then. Right. And he was able to like in the in the movie he like logs into the computer, changes the grades, which is what he did again in Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of funny. That is funny. So he did it in, in War Games first, and then. He gets in. He's trying to find. He was trying to find like a list of video games coming out. So he was like getting into this computer, and he somehow ended up hacking into like the military, like the government computer. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And he wanted to play. Um, he lo- he he logs into this computer, and he had a voice module, so you can actually hear the computer talking, and it takes any text and makes it voice. So he finally figures out the programmer's password. Dude, that... don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Frank. Don't spoil it. This fucking movie's like 40 years old. Don't Literally. spoil it. Don't spoil it. 
So um, he figures out the password and he logs in and the computer just wants to play chess. And one of the games listed is Thermonuclear War. So yeah. he goes, I want to play that. Oh my God. So they start playing the game and then on the military screens, like in the bunker, wherever they are, it starts counting down that there's going to be a, a war. And the computers start going crazy. Everything starts going nuts. And they're like, what the hell is going on? And it's all because this kid hacked into their computer. Yeah. And then finally, he stops playing. But then, like, now the FBI's after him. They, like, found yeah. out where he lived. And then he goes and he finds the actual program where he has to hunt the guy down. And they're like, he's like, well, how do you stop it? Because they think the war's going to, like, there's gonna, they're going to launch a nuclear war yeah. with AI. And at the end, what ends up happening is the 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 war launches, and it's not real, but like the they show like the United States like the warheads opening up like the nuclear warheads. Oh my god! And then it launches, <laughs> and like scary. nothing happens. Like on the screen, nothing happens. And then they figure out that the way to play is they have the computer playing itself in tic tac toe, and they say how like no one ever wins. Uh, and right. he just plays like they just show the games like blinking on the screen as fast as possible. Who knows how many? And then he says the computer dedu- deducts that the only way to play or the only way to win is not to play at all. Something like that. And then huh. the, the modern day version of Broderick the Hacker is Jack Teixeira. Right? Oh my yeah. God! Yeah, right. that yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, it's FBI true. Files. Were you just lo- were you just looking up his name? Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was Teixeira. Yeah, I forgot. Not his not first Mark Teixeira. Right. Oh yeah, the yeah, first yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah, that that happened in that was in 1983. Yeah. Now with the AI being able to get into your home because everybody's connected on the internet, it knows everything. Everything's you're already spied upon. Yeah, it, you feed it stuff, ask it questions, mm-hmm. and that one AI was like telling the guy to leave his wife for the yeah. AI. Oh yeah, that was like so a, weird. I mean, an asshole. The stuff that you, that yeah, it is scary. And, and to it's be fucking, honest, yeah. there is a reason to be alarmed if AI can can get into the military computer and launch a nuclear war. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And it's just like the movie War Games. We're all gonna die. Man, I'm scary I, shit. I no, I know, no I know. it really is scary shit. I've been saying this for a long time. I really have. And that I say that I don't know if it'll happen in our lifetime or maybe like right after us, but I don't think I don't think honestly, I do not think we're gonna last another five hundred years. Oh, for sure we're not. Yeah, that's what they yeah. that's what they do say anyway. And as it relates to the earth. Well, yeah, and I think it's gonna be because of one of two things. Either A we're going to blow ourselves up somehow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it could be with the AI, which means we did it because we created or the with AI. crazy-ass yeah. countries. Right. Or or the Earth, as like they talk about global warming and all this stuff, I always feel like the Earth is alive, right? And it start, the dinosaurs, think about it, dinosaurs were on the planet for like 80 million years. 50, 60, I think it was 65 billion. No, they, no it was, oh, it was 80 million. No, oh, yeah, right, 80, you're right. They were on Sorry, the Earth ahead. 80 million years, but like 60 million years ago. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? My bad, right. continue. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking, I've always said this, that human, the human race on the Earth is like, think of the Earth and the universe as like a beach, and we are like literally a grain of sand in the history of the universe. Oh, yeah, we are. Of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think the Earth is alive. And we're fucking it up, and the Earth will just shake us off with some natural disaster that will wipe out the entire human race, and it'll take maybe a million, two, five, ten, twenty, a hundred billion years to build itself back up. Well, yeah, I think one of the other big theories is that eventually Earth is going to move closer and closer to the sun. Well, yeah, that's but that's, that's, that's like that's one right. of the theories, like millions of years down. Well, the, the line. sun, yeah. the sun is gonna die in like fucking six hundred billion years or right. whatever, and we, when it does, it it's f- just gonna get bigger and bigger and just swallow the earth into it. Yeah, it right. may fry us before that even too. But I'm saying, like, I don't well, think, yeah, but, but I don't think like human beings are gonna be on even that long because, again, either we're gonna blow ourselves up or there'll be some natural disaster, an ice age, or something will happen that will wipe out everything. And then it'll start over. Hopefully, the with AI another doesn't. race of people, like something like that. Well, Not in our well, lifetime. Well, hopefully, the AI I, doesn't do the, that before. Yeah, that, well, that's what I'm saying. Any of that stuff. I this mean, is, 
Go ahead. I remember as a kid, like, there was something one time, like a story or somewhere that said, like, the Hudson River and the East River were going to, like, spread open. And, like, New York was going to fall, like, in a crater. What? But they said that's, that's not going to happen for like a million years. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. That's I was like, crazy. Oh, that, that, some time, because the way like the plates move of the earth and all that kind of stuff, that that's what eventually would happen, is that they will spread open, and then all of New York would just fall into inside of it. And I was like, yeah, that's not for like a million years. I just remember when I, uh, like this stupid joke that some teacher told me, told like the class in middle school. Yeah. That was like, some professor's giving a lecture at, like, a college, and he goes, uh, I've come to the conclusion that the world will end in a billion years. And some <laughs> nice. woman, like, faints in the crowd. And oh, everyone's, my God. Everyone's like, whoa, whoa, lady, are you okay? Like, what happened? And she said, did you say the world was going to end in a billion years? And they go, yeah. And he goes, she goes, oh, thank God. I thought you were going to say it was going to end in a million years. <laughs> so, uh, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> right. Funny. But you ain't going to be here. Yeah. Now, do you guys want, when we talked about this, about getting older and age and and talking about uh, what you can do to live to be older, do you guys, if there's something that we could take that we could just stay alive, would you take it? Wow, that's a crazy question. Um what do you I think, think Kenny? We, didn't we meant? Didn't we talk about that once? No, some, some, no but I'm no, saying like something so. like that. Yeah, but no. I'm saying like like a va- like right now, if they all of a sudden invented something that you can your cells will regenerate. I think that's what we talked. Yeah, about. Yeah, that's what it that's was. what yes, it was. That that's Frank right. talked about that there was like these little what I forget microbots kind of that will it, go into your body and repair nanotechnology. Yeah, and repair yeah. Yeah. your cells. And I probably think that will happen if you know we live that long. That something like that would happen. Yeah. Where that's where medicine will go. And it will be able to repair if you have cancer or a tumor and remove that and everything. And then you'll be able to just live longer. And then maybe even regenerate new cells to where you're just stay like the same age forever. If you guys, if could you, would you guys take that? Would you want to live forever? Would you want to live and say, you know what? I'm going to live for another hundred years and then I'll fucking just stop and just die off normally. But do we age though? Or can we stay? Well, like a specific, no, you can no. stay. Like, you could stay, could stay as right long now, as, as yeah, as long as you keep taking this stuff or getting fixed, you could stay a certain age and then eventually you just go, you know what? I'm not going to take it anymore. And then I'll just age and eventually just die off. Hmm. You know what? Uh, I'm going to say no. I would probably like to use nanotechnology to maybe improve my chances of living past 60 because that's not the track right. record in my family is not very good. Right. But. Um, and, that, and that could very well happen. Yeah. That's, right. That's that another could. like what? 30 some odd years from now. Yeah. But I, I don't I don't think I want to live forever. It. I don't know. I that, think, that idea scares me. Yeah, I think. You know, um I've always said that, too. Like, I wouldn't want to live forever, but I think I'd want it until I decide I don't want it anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I'd, yeah. Because I'd love to be able to say, like, oh, you know, I was born 100 years ago and be still relatively feel young and be young and not be an 100-year-old decrepit person that barely remembers what the fuck's going on. Well, yeah. That's you know true. what I mean? Yeah, right. Another thing is, like, then you still have to work for like X amount of however many years <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, you right. stay alive for. Right. That's yeah, exactly. true too. Because, well, if I'm young, I won't care. I'll still yeah, work. That's true. But, like, I, I mean, there is something about thinking about like what will life be like a hundred years from now. I kind of want to know. Mm. Yeah, and, I want to see it. And who knows? Maybe there's an afterlife and I'll be dead and I'll still find out see, what life's like a hundred years from now true. from the afterlife. I don't know. Rather rather than be able to live forever for however long, yeah. I'd rather them develop some mechanism of time travel and go back than go forward. I mean... Like, I'd rather experience past decades. I would, yeah. too. In, in the past. But I've always, you know, I've I've studied this stuff to the extent... <laughs> oh, really? Oh, Professor Blaze over here? Yeah, I've, I've studied this. I'm <laughs> like H.G. Wells, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, studying time travel. And it is, they always say, like, it's possible to go forward. It's not possible to go backward. I was going to say, yeah. And if you think about well, it... If we could. If you could. And it's all about because if you could go faster than the speed of light, then you could theoretically 
go forward in time. So it has to be quicker than 88 miles per hour? <laughs> yeah, and the, <laughs> and the flux capacitor. But, like, going back in time, and I, I, you know, listen, Back to the Future is one of my favorite movies of all time. Oh, me I mean, too. For yeah. sure. And it was that movie that I thought it was the coolest thing of going back to, like, the 50s and seeing what life was like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then when other movies came out, and I think we did talk about this, that yeah, yeah. when I told you about about 12 Monkeys, mm-hmm. and that was the first movie that I actually got it, that I kind of understood what they were talking about. Even though Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure <laughs> actually did that, <laughs> as stupid as it sounds, because they did. Because remember, Excellent. in the beginning? No, wait, no, that's- Well, remember wrong. in the beginning, they're standing there, and then they, they see themselves coming back, and they start telling themselves, and they don't know what the fuck's going on until later on in the movie when they're at that point, and they come back and tell themselves- the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't even think about it then. It wasn't until 12 Monkeys, because in 12 Monkeys, they flat out say, look, this happened. You cannot change it, because it already happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, we can only go back and study and try to bring it to the present, but you can't change it. And that's what that that's when it sunk in that, yeah, like, you can't go back in time, because if I, let's say time travel gets invented 20 years from now. And I can come back right now to today and see myself. Myself, my person I am right now, would remember older me. Yeah. But in just, and that's what happens in 12 Monkeys to a certain extent. But like in the 50s, before he went back and changed things, his parents didn't know who he was. You know what I mean? But things well, yeah. can only happen once. So it's not, so like, because Back to the Future works on a premise that time is like linear and it goes forward and you get to a point and then you can actually go back and change something. Whereas it's not. It's not linear because it would only happen once. You'd still remember it. Otherwise, it would go through that yeah, whole thing right. where you change the future if you change the past. Right. How could you do that? It doesn't make sense. The whole alternate timeline thing. It sounds cool and it's great for the movie, but in reality, it's not how it would be. Were you making fun of me the other week about doc, like Probably. Doctor Who? Well, yeah, of course. I mean, oh, yeah. if it's one thing, it's if, if it's not one thing, it's another. Did I make about, f- about watching Doctor uh, Who? Yeah, liking Doctor Who. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I never why, watched why, it. Why would, yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you would love it if because you, you know, yeah. I'm talking tried, about like time travel, and I'm like, dude, that's the, I know, it's the, the whole, whole show. Yeah, literally. I, and I've watched other shows that deal with stuff like that. Like, I, I'm Quantum Leap. I didn't watch, I haven't watched the new version of Quantum Leap. Oh. But I used to watch it, like, when it was on in whatever that was in the 80s, like, here and there. Like, mm-hmm. you'd go into another body, and yeah. you'd look in the mirror, and you'd see him. Uh, it was Scott Bakula, and you'd see him, but, like, he'd wear a dress, and he looked in the mirror, he was a girl, or whatever. I remember that. Well, then there was the eleven twenty two sixty three. Yeah, show that's a really yeah, cool right. show. That, sound, that's a that does sound awesome. I still got to check that out. That, I got to watch it. And the other one, and Frank has talked about this, too, is Sliders. That was on in the nineties, huh. which mm. which dealt with that there were parallel universes. Oh. So like mm. you could go into a world where like like women have mustaches or something like that. Like every <laughs> there would be like all these different worlds where something was different in the world. They had all these and then like you would be in the world, but you'd also have meet there would be yourself. Like your parallel self was in also in that world. Mm. So that's what was cool about the show. And there's one part, and the whole the whole show is called Sliders because they would slide. You're calling sliding between the universes, but they could never figure out how to get back to their universe, like their world, because they were missing in their world. Time went on. So time always went on wherever they were, but they were missing from their universe, and they could never figure out how to get back to their universe and went like once the window would open like they had to get to the window otherwise it would close and they'd be stuck really in that universe yeah. so they finally go to a universe where they were um it's what's his name um didn't family guy parody this in an episode probably. I, think, I think they did yeah what, what's his face jerry o'connell is like the star of the show and he in, in the show is jerry o'connell and a couple other people that were the sliders and they finally get to a world where the Jerry O'Connell figures out how to, that he can put people in back to their own universe. 
So they go, all right, we're gonna you're gonna go back. I'm gonna put you back in your universe. So he slides back, and he doesn't know. He's in front of his house, and he's like, he looks at the newspaper, and he goes, O.J. Simpson up for a murder trial, uh, and then he goes. The Cleveland Indians win the pennant? <laughs> he goes, this can't be the right world. And oh, then that's he goes, wild. you know what? He goes, my mom was always after me to fix this gate, and I never fixed it. And he only had two minutes for the next window was going to open. And if he didn't get it, he was going to miss it. Right. So he goes, if this gate squeaks, then I'm in the right world. If it doesn't squeak, I'm in the wrong world. So he goes and touched the gate, and it didn't squeak. And he goes, oh, I'm in the wrong world. So he jumps and slides back and he disappears. So at, right as he disappears, the mother comes outside with like a friend and she goes, oh, wow, you know, thank you so much for fixing the gate. I was always after, I forget the guy's oh, his character's no. name, to fix that gate. Fox. And it was like, ah! Shit! It's like one of those things where you're like, oh, man, like they're never going to get back. Why can't they get back to the world? Yeah. yeah. Like something always happens. But there was a good show and then it went off the air. And then they brought it back on, like, TBS or something like, or Sci-Fi. I think Sci-Fi brought it back. And it was oh, shitty? And then, no, channel. it was all right. It was okay. And then they just, I think it lasted a year or two. They changed a few things in the characters. They did that when it was still on Fox. And then, mm. and it lasted, it was on for a couple of years, maybe three years. And it was mm. a good show. But I was, mm. I always liked anything with time travel. So, yeah, maybe I got to check out Dr. Do, yeah, it's camp- Add that to the list of all the rest of the shit well, that I yeah. need to watch. Yeah, it's super campy, but it's yeah. fun. It's I mean, really I, fun. I remember. I know it was on, it's been on for years and years and years. Yeah, I mean, they had a, they I, had a break. Right. I know there's but. a lot of iterations of it. The new, I, I, I mean, I only, I have only really watched the new series, but I've caught, like, a couple of the older because the the old one, it was like it would be like a serial, like there would be right. like you know several episodes devoted to the same, yeah. several half hour episodes devoted to the same story arc. But in the new one, it's like one hour long, self contained. Right. Yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high-quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. And speaking of that, since we're talking about that, Frank talked about Babylon 5, which, by the way, I've never seen one fucking episode of Babylon 5. I don't like... I'm not into, like, space sci-fi stuff, like, really, besides Star Trek. I mean, I mean Star Wars. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I never really got into Star (laughs) Trek. When Star Trek would come out... I mean, I've seen episodes of Star Trek, but most of the time, even as a kid... When Star Trek was on, I'd watch a little of it and I'd turn to change the channel. It, it always seemed boring to me. Every time, like, yeah. it was on and I, like, stopped on the channel, I'm like, fuck this. Yeah, I uh, mean, it's just, like, kind of boring. I mean, honestly, I had to watch an episode of it for a film class in college and I, I, I kind of liked it, but really? it wasn't, right. it wasn't, like, my favorite thing in the world. Yeah. Mm. You know? I've watched it enough that I know the characters and I know some of the episodes, not like Frank does, but like, and I couldn't name an episode. Yeah, me I either. wouldn't know the title. I've seen right. like bits and pieces of it, that kind of a thing. Um, but like when Star Wars came out um, in the movie theater, it kind of like resurrected all of that, uh, of that sci-fi genre. So like, so Star Wars came out in the movie theater, then... There was Buck Rogers in the 25th century came out on TV. Hmm. Then it was Battlestar Galactica that came out on TV. Those are all TV shows. Right. And well, then it was, it, it was later like how, on. It was like how James Bond spawned, like, you know, the um, like the man from Uncle right. and, like, all and these, Get Smart. And, right. You know. All these, like, spy shows. Do you ever watch the TV show Get Smart? Yes. Have Many you seen times. it, Kenny? Is it, is it good? So, oh, yeah. So funny. The movie was really? horrible. Yeah, the movie. Compared the, to I mean, the TV show. Yeah, the movie. I liked the movie. I thought it was funny, but the TV show is way funnier. The, the TV show is it's it's a a comedy spoof of James Bond. So like, uh, and some of the things back then were even when I watched it, like in the seventies and eighties, it was like he had a shoe phone. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. The phone would be a shoe. 
And he always go, it was, you know, it was Don, um, what's his face? I forget. I I know who you, I, it's I, literally on the tip of my tongue. Yeah. I, look at Don it. fucking, it's not, not Don, Don Lemon. No. I, it Don, almost, it's um, almost that though. It is almost that. Um, Don Rickles. What's his name? No, no. <laughs> look him up. I, God fucking damn it. I don't have internet. It's one of those things. Oh, you don't? Wait, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Get smart. Don. Uh, Get Don smart. Adams. Don Adams, yeah. Don Adams. Who Barbara played. Feldon, is she still alive? Yeah, wow. She was hot. She was yeah. agent 99. She's 90 now, dude. Yeah. Oh, she she's the only one who's alive. She was agent 99. Oh, she's agent 90. Yeah, and, now uh, she's agent 90. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Don Adams was, was Maxwell Smart, and they were always up against chaos, was like the bad guys. Yeah, K-A-O-S. Yeah. What was their organization called? Oh, I don't remember. I mean, I got to look that but up, But everything too. was like, the, the best part is the beginning of the- uh, the beginning of the show, he would go in a phone booth and he'd drop down and they'd be going through tunnels. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like underground, like a secret underground lair. Control. Control, yeah, control. Yeah. And the cone of silence, dude. Yeah. The, that I had like a collection of episodes that my dad bought. Like Forget Smart. Forget Smart. I think it was like the first two seasons. And yeah. I, I, when I was a little kid, I like watched it obsessively. Yeah, it was. It was. It's a funny show. Yeah. Mm. He also I, always had the coolest cars. Yeah, he had cool, yeah. He had the like sun, cool convertible. A sunbeam. It was always like a convertible. And then there was always like the one guy. It was, was it Agent Sixty Three. He'd always be like in a in a mailbox. Oh or, like, yeah, in a yeah, garbage that pail. Yeah, yeah. He was funny <laughs> yeah. too. He just pop up and they go go. He walk over and he lift the garbage pan- can lid and it'd be like a, the guy would be in there. <laughs> yeah. And it was always like goofy stories, but I mean, but it was funny. I gotta yeah, find I love the, Get Smart. I gotta find well, the Sunbeam because that car is a fucking gorgeous yeah. He always car. had like cool convertibles. Yeah, can remember at that time? This is in the '60s, so you had Batman and Robin, the original Batman and Robin TV show, Get Smart, mm. I Dream of Genie. Like right. all those shows were out at that time. The Munsters. Yeah, yeah. Those were all those cool shows. Oh, that is fucking Isn't that right? nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it was like these cool cars. That's nice. Yeah. So, yeah, I watched that, but I wasn't that so much into the sci-fi and the Trekkie stuff. I just never got into it. The only thing I remember was my my friend who uh, had like a Star Trek, um, I don't even remember what it was. Not the, it was like he, basically you stuck the guy in it and you spun it around and hit the button and then he'd be gone. Because like, he's behind the door. What are you talking about? It was like a like a transporter thing. I think. Oh, like the, the beam me up. Thing? Yeah, it was. No, they just called it a transporter, and he had one. It was is a that toy. The thing that makes the weird like, like the weird like sound. <laughs> what the fuck is that? You know what I I'm talking know. about? Taze the it, phaser. It's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The phaser. No, no, no. This is like a, like, like a transporter thing. I think there was an episode of the Big Bang Theory when they bought Sheldon. They bought him a tr- like an original one, and he opened it up and played with it and broke it. Oh, I think I remember this. And then this he, one is kind of funny because Leonard and Sheldon got the. They both got it, so he opened up and broke it, and then he replaced it with the other one. I, think, I don't know if it was Leonard or Sheldon who played with it and broke it and switched it out with the other guys. I forget, but it, that, that's what it was, and it was a cool thing. So I remember having that. But I didn't. I wasn't that into it. Star Wars was yeah, the big thing. I never got into Star Trek. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For us, it was always Star Wars with the lightsabers and yeah. all I, I remember. Tr- and the I remember trying to get into shit. Star Trek when the new movies came out. Yeah, I I wasn't into it. Even even I remember. Yeah. Well, no, but like I, the, that I saw. I saw well, yeah. the I never movie. saw but any the, of those. The first one of the newer ones. Yeah, I watched like from the first one. Yeah, I actually I liked did that see one. that one. That was cool. Yeah. yeah, I watched that one because that was like like Kirk was like a little kid and driving the yeah. car in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah yes. I watched that. Yeah. And I, I don't know if I've seen any of the other newer Star Trek movies. I, there's only I think there's only one, and it's the one there's like the, one, the Wrath yeah. of Khan remake, essentially. Right. <laughs> yeah. Which I haven't seen that one either. Yeah, I didn't watch that. But I did see all the original movies, like when they came out in the eighties, because it was like, oh, Star Wars is big. Oh, we could do, we could reboot Star Trek because it never left the air. It, right. it was only on for what two years, three years that the original show was on TV. It was yeah. not on very long, and it got canceled, and it never, it was always on. So then they made the movies, and yeah, I watched the movies because it was like, oh, oh, Star Wars, Star Trek, oh yeah. But yeah. Star Wars was always, always one way out. better, oh, way fucking better. For everybody, the characters, um, much, much bigger than Star Trek ever was. And, and you could see. And I remember being in high school when they announced, oh, they're going to make Star Trek the next generation. I was in high school, I think, when it came out. 
I think. I think huh. it came out in the 80s. But I yeah. remember being at lunch, and like this kid was like, <laughs> I just heard they're making a new Star Trek show called Star Trek The Next Generation. It was like, really? Oh, yeah, and, all right. Cool, but Once dude. you said Babylon, I was like, I know what dude, this is because I never it's Frank, watched that. But I'm like, I have never even heard of this. Like, actually, yeah. I mean, even if the great details is. about it, I'm like, I have no fucking, uh, at least with, like, it, Next Generation, I know some of the characters. I know Picard. Yeah. I know yeah. Data. You know, yeah, I know the yes. Klingons. Like, I know that shit. I know nothing the, the worst, about Babylon 5. The worst with that was Frank literally turned into, like, a kid in a candy shop, and he was like, "Since there's no more, since there's no more calls, I can play another Babylon clip." Yeah, he's like, "I can play oh, Babylon man. Five clip." We're like, "What the fuck what a is nerd. this?" Oh, we have no idea. God. Like, <laughs> and I'm thinking, and I said to Ken at the tie go, and now I know exactly what people uh, feel like when he's talking about wrestling. That don't have any, right. that know yeah. nothing about wrestling. That's yeah. true too. Now I know Me. exactly what. When he talks about old school wrestling, and he, even yesterday when he was talking about the whole, like, I just went over the whole NWO thing, and yeah. I'm like, people don't, don't care about wrestling, they, like, totally tune out, and now I get it. Uh-huh. But because I know wrestling, I'm like, oh, okay. Right. I'm into it. But with Babylon 5, I was like, yeah, I know not a goddamn thing. But yeah. people do at least know, like, who Hulk Hogan is. Yeah. Oh, of course. Maybe yeah, you, yeah. you don't know the story of him as a wrestler and no. his little storylines or whatever, but at least you know who the guy is. Yeah, yeah of course. Like I never know... knew Picard. I never knew that You didn't know Picard? No. But you know the actor who plays but him, But you right? knew Captain Kirk. Yeah. But you don't, did you know, who, do you know who plays Picard? No. Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. Oh, okay. We, He's yeah. in X-Men. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, I know yeah, the actor. yeah, yeah. You know, but you don't know Picard. No. Like, oh, you didn't know any of the characters. No, but like, like you said, if generation. you said like The Rock, like, oh yeah, I know who The Rock is. Like, right, like, re- even like, if you're not a fan of it. Yeah, like the wrestlers that are popular, you're gonna know. But your generation, like, even if you didn't know, like your friends probably were into it. Like, you know who Stone Cold Steve yeah, Austin is. Of course, you know who The Undertaker is. Right, like those are like the mega popular mm. wrestlers. Don't yeah. that you know? Yeah, but like even now today, like. Uh, he wasn't like I was like Cody Rhodes because Cody. Uh, Rhodes, I know who he is. Yeah, because he did a TV show with um, Bert Kreischer. Yeah, that what was yeah. the name of that show. I the da- can't that, like, remember what crazy it, daredevil stunt show. I, I can't remember what it's called, but and I know rate they rate them. They they like rate how dangerous their stunt was. All all <laughs> I all I can remember is watching um the Two Bears One Cave podcast with Bert Kreischer and Tom right. Segura. Like leading up to that show premiering or whatever, yeah, 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 yeah. and they would tease it on television, and the guys announcing it would always fuck up Bert's name, <laughs> right? right, and, right. and Bert would be like, they'd be like, Bert Chrysler, like, um, <laughs> like Brent Brent Chrysinger, and he's he's like, God damn it, like, <laughs> right, right, yeah, because Cody Rhodes was like one of the judges on that show. Bert was the host of the show, yeah, and Cody was a judge. And um, one of the Bella twins and the was a the, judge the, from the woman wrestling. who's dating mm-hmm. Cory Booker, whose name escapes me. Oh, Rosaria Dawson. Bingo. Wasn't a Bella a Bella twin a judge? I don't know. Yeah, Rosaria. You're right. Rosaria Dawson, Cody Rhodes. Maybe it wasn't a Bella twin. Maybe she was on another show. Um, I don't know. I but I did watch a couple episodes of that show. But yeah. I already knew who Cody Rhodes was. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Just from wrestling. Um. So yeah, there are certain names of wrestlers and like faces you know, mm-hmm. but you don't. You may not know them from wrestling. Like the Rock. I mean, the Rock's the biggest one. Oh yeah, um, and you know that you actually know him as the Rock. Mm-hmm. It, it went from the Rock to Dwayne the Rock Johnson to now just Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even use the Rock. Mm-hmm. And the first movie he did was The Mummy Two. Oh, yeah. He was the Scorpion King in The Mummy 2, and then he was the Scorpion King in the movie, The Scorpion King. Fun little fact about uh, The Mummy 2. Yeah. The screams in, I think, the scene when, like, he transforms into, like, the full-on Scorpion King or whatever, the screams were recorded by a metal singer. A very famous, (laughs) uh, not very famous metal singer, but, like, one of my favorites, Max Cavalera of Sepultura. Fun fact. <laughs> Very fun there fact. There you go. Fun fact. In case you knew Sepultura. Yeah. 
So yeah. What is it? Sepultura. Sepul- Sepultura. They're, they're I, Brazil. I know who they're they're are. Bra- yeah, oh, you know? yeah. I've heard of them. Bra- Brazilian metal. I, I couldn't name nice. a song by them, but I've heard of them. Yeah. Um, nice. So oh, yeah, so that was the Babylon Five <laughs> discussion that we were like, we don't know what the fuck he's talking about. Me and yeah, Ken are like, yeah, huh? yeah. what's this what, shit? Dude, what the hell is this? Come on. Um, so he did touch upon the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we already talked about it. Of yeah. course, he. He we said, beat you to it. And he, goes, and he goes, why are you talking about it if I, if it wasn't covered yet on the show? And I remember why. Yeah, because you talked about it on the news. Yeah, exactly. Which is during the show. Yeah. So just because you didn't talk about it on the content of the other side of midnight, it was talked about right. in the overnight and, and, and by the way, on the show. It's, it's more true. of a it's more of a uh, uh, reflection of him that he's talking about it almost a week late. Yeah, a week you know? later. So how about you get on top of your shit there, Frank? You well, know. Yeah, I mean you're talking about it a week late. Number one, number two, why the fuck does Frank, who says he doesn't even like going to concerts, give a shit about who gets in and not the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, yeah, I, the, I don't. The argument that at that's all. been made a gazillion times of why are hip hop artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? That's always the oh. argument. And he goes, it, it started in the mid-2000s. I'm like, yeah, Frank, because they weren't eligible until the mid-2000s. Yeah. And, and he doesn't, I don't think he even knows that the eligibility is you had to have a record out 25 years ago. Yeah, uh, he definitely doesn't. And Absolutely on not. top of that, let's let's not forget, one, I feel like they probably ran out of, like, <laughs> most, like, of well, more and more influential. They're trying to stagger it out. I think and, I Go ahead. I, well, and two, I mean, he was like, he brings up Run DMC and Public Enemy. They were influential for rap rock. Right. Oh, yeah. Bring, they did, they bring did. the noise with, well, you know, Public Enemy and Anthrax. Or, yeah. You know, Walk This Way. Well, Walk This Way was right. really like the, f- the first I'm one. I'm trying to think. Like, walk. was there any other big hits? Walk This Way was, was the biggest, like, hit that Run DMC had right. that crossed like, over. Collab thing, yeah. It, cro- it crossed like, over crossover. to Top 40 at the time. And... It brought Aerosmith back from the dead. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. Because at that time in the mid '80s, no, Aerosmith, nobody. I mean, I don't. I didn't really know who Aerosmith even was really? in 1986. Wow. I knew the song "Dream On." Yeah. But I don't connect it that it was Aerosmith. Right. That, oh wow, these guys have been around since, and that and that "Walk This Way" was their song. Right. I didn't know that mm-hmm. until Run DMC came out with it. And then I remember my friend bought like an Ar- the Aerosmith greatest hits that had been out at that point, uh, right. and had the original version of "Walk This Way." And I go, oh, they took it right from. I mean, the drum beat and the the guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. And well, in I the think video, they record the dr- the guitar in it, but yeah, because in the video, it's with in the video it's with uh, Steven Tyler and Joe Perry. Yeah, in yeah. The, or in the Run DMC video, it's like they're in a studio. Yeah, yeah, they break down the wall. And yeah, and then all of a sudden it goes, goes and walk this way. Right, because you know, in the video it's just playing at the beginning, the drum beat. Yeah. And, it goes, and then it goes, ticka, 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 and then you see Steven Tyler just looks to the left, like, what the fuck? And then you hear, and he's like, what the hell? And then he yeah. starts to try to sing, and then you hear Run DMC rapping, and he looks like, what the hell? And then What's that, this shit? Then it's when he starts breaking down the wall and comes in. Walk this way. Have you heard the original of the Walk This Way? Of course. I. I Hell it was yeah. so well. It was so funny to me because I I had always heard him sing the chorus that way, like the Walk This Way. Oh. And in the original, it's, it's not as not strong. like that. Yeah, it's no, not like it's that. not like that at all. Yeah, it's just like Walk yeah. This way, way, Talk This Way. He doesn't. He doesn't even say Talk This Way in the original. He doesn't? No, I they just remember. say Walk This Way. Right. Well, I had the I got the fucking we have, Aerosmith, I think we have it. Aerosmith Guitar Hero when it came out. Uh, Did you have oh, wow. all of their songs and stuff on? I had that's funny. I had the Guitar Hero Metallica, which was fucking nice. awesome. I'm that sure that was hard. Game. That was very hard. Yeah, I mean, if you played on like Expert, dude, I used to watch this guy on. I think he was on Facebook. That one of those gamer guys that all he did was play Guitar Hero mm-hmm. oh, on yeah. like Expert, like the hardest thing. Oh yeah, and, like the hardest guitar licks. And this kid, I go, this guy should learn how to fucking really play guitar. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was like, in my, I'm like, gonna be like the fucking this? old man that's oh, like, yeah. at this point, just pick up a guitar, you dick. Like, yeah, that, yeah, that's what it was like. But you know, the the funny thing about that too is, um, Post Malone, um, the rapper, yeah, has who also plays guitar. Mm-hmm. And he's he's really good at guitar. He like you watch him play. The guy can fucking 
play like a bunch of different styles really well. And he says in multiple interviews that the thing that got him into guitar was Guitar Hero. Well, yeah, I, I can I can oh, understand yeah. it getting you into guitar. That's yeah, yeah I always wanted. If to you're play. getting your fingers that fast, bro, yeah, you could fucking you should shred. be able to play a real guitar. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, once you learn how to pick the strings, because obviously you're not just pushing the thing up and down. Yeah, <laughs> right. The lever on the Guitar Hero guitar, and you're not just pl- pressing, pressing four buttons. Yeah, four. You gotta thing, you gotta yeah. actually like move your hands across different. Yeah, strings. But I had um, I didn't have a guitar hero. I had rock band. Yeah, that was fun. Too. But I used to play the guitar like on rock band. What about band. the drums? Yeah, the drums is easy to for me. I, I, I <laughs> you, you got that. bored with it. Yeah, I just wanted to play with the guitar, so I just used the guitar, and I couldn't put it on the hardest. Yeah, really. I mean, I never played it that much. I used so. to play it a lot. Like yeah, I mean, I didn't play it that much. I I played whatever came with it. I probably downloaded mm-hmm. a few things. Um. You know, like the cool songs. And I know a lot of, like, that's where a lot of DJs were getting, like, the instrumentals and, like, the stems that they call it, the tracks, the individual tracks, mm-hmm. were coming from Guitar Hero versions and Rock Band versions. Really? Cause, wow. Because it already had the tracks separated. Yeah. So you could, that's like, smart. So you could be like, oh, I only, I only want to hear the guitar, and then you could just play it with just the guitar so you wouldn't hear the rest of everything else. Huh. Wait, if you had Guitar Hero Metallica... Mm-hmm. You would have heard of Merciful Fate by now, probably, because they had a Honestly, couple. They yeah, had a couple. You are in there. right. Yeah, I remember seeing like one of a couple of the songs with that band name. So they re-recorded. Heard of them. They re-recorded um, their songs "Evil" and "Curse of the Pharaoh" for that game. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yes, like in twenty eleven, Metal whatever. Guitar Hero. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think a lot of bands record re-recorded a lot of their stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I would see like I'd always look for certain like tracks or instrumentals or whatever mm-hmm. for certain songs and i'd always see it would say like guitar hero version because it was re-recorded yeah for certain songs because just about every like uh song even the older stuff it's out there somewhere like somebody somewhere somehow either separated it themselves or a record label puts it out like on the down low and it's there Right. If, and now the DJ software does it, which is insane. Right. That's cool. Yeah. I told you cool. guys about that. That one, there's two, the one that I use does it. And then there's another one that I heard, what I heard of it did it better and it did more tracks. <clears throat> like it was doing like drums, guitar, bass, horns. Like it had like seven tracks of, if it, there were seven tracks in a song, yeah. and vocal. And the, the the software that I use only does like drums, instruments, and vocals. Uh-oh. Oh wow! But it's wow. kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, cool. when you're playing the vocal, like say with another song, you can't tell. Right. But if you play it by itself, you can sort of hear like the instrumental because they just take the frequencies out is how they do it. But it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. That is. Cool. Um. The other thing Frank talked about today. So anyway, yeah, the Rock and Hall of Fame. We're like, why is he talking about it? Because he's a guy who doesn't even like concerts. Well, yeah. So, like, stupid. why are you talking about the Rock and Roll Fame anyway? Um, the other thing was the airline compensation that Joe Biden talked about. And I agree with him about it. I, I have to agree. Uh, if the airline cancels your flight and you can't go out, let's say, until the next day or whenever... The airline should be reimbursing you for whatever expense, within reason, Agreed. that you yes. uh, that, that that you get because of their cancellation. Yeah. Right. And since it's so rampant now, they need to, you know. Right. So yeah. it's one thing, like, look, if you're supposed to leave on a Friday and you don't leave until the next Friday, I don't expect the airline to reimburse you for a week's worth of hotel and meals. Well, yeah, of course. But, like, if you're supposed to leave on Friday and you can't leave until Sunday or Monday because that's when the airline can get you in, then that shit should be on them. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah, yeah and it because sh- it, it, it is on them, frankly. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. It is on yeah, them. They should reimburse. But they're not reimbursing people, and it's not fair. It's like it's not my fault that you canceled my flight. That's bullshit. And not yeah, only exactly. you should compensate me if I got to stay over somewhere, and you should be giving me a, a free flight somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you should be taking care of your passengers. Now, I mean, I know that a lot of flights that I've been on, they've said, 
hey, does anybody want to get off? We'll give you a $500 voucher or something like that. Fuck that. that. And everyone's like, no, I need to get to where I'm going. Fuck that. I mean, and there's a few times that I've thought about it. I'm like, oh, you know, get a free flight somewhere. Now, if you're going home, you really yeah. can't. Yeah, I mean, then you're like, depend, it depends fuck. if you got to go back to work or whatever. Right. But if you got nowhere to go and nothing to do, fuck it. Fuck yeah. it. And then you got some place to stay. That's the other thing. Yeah, right. You have some place to stay. And it's like, well, when can I get on another flight? Because they really like abuse that shit. And you know, Frank told that story. And then he goes, well, they guarantee, they told me, oh, yes, you will absolutely have a seat on this flight. And then he goes, is that true? To someone else, is that true? I'm going to get on that flight. And the, and the lady goes, absolutely not. You're on standby, and there's a lot of other people on standby. And you may get on, and you may not. Yeah, that's a bunch of bull. It's like, well, dude. Well, fuck the hell? you. Yeah, really. I, I got to get yeah. back to fucking work. Yeah. You the, you're the ones that canceled my flight. Now, I got lucky one time when they did that to me. And it was before. It wasn't at the airport. It was like, like a month before the flight. Mm-hmm. I get like an email that this flight's been canceled. Now, I was going to Florida. And it was the flight coming home that was canceled. Mm. So here's the funny part. This is back, this is like, I don't know, 2006, I think. And I was on JetBlue, and I had $69 flights. The so hell? 69 <laughs> bucks going and coming home. <laughs> and the only reason the coming home flight was $69 was because I was said, all right, I was renting a car. And I go, well, they have the $69 flight leaving from Tampa. So I go, fuck it. I'll drive to Tampa and take the flight for a cheaper flight. It's not that big a deal. I got to rent a car. I could still drop it off in Tampa. Yeah. So who cares? So that's the flight that got canceled. So then they said to me, well, is there any other city you can fly out of? They didn't know that I was like staying in Orlando and was going to drive to Tampa just for this flight. I go, uh... I guess I could go out of a, out of Orlando, <laughs> and they go, okay, well, there's a flight from Orlando, and that would be uh, $169, whatever whatever it was, like more, $149. Yeah, 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 right. They go, wait a minute, you're canceling my flight, and now you want me to pay more? I go, I should be paying the same exact price. And she's like, oh, hold on a second. Okay, we took care of it. It's the same price. No, oh, <laughs> which is what I wanted from the, in the beginning. Yeah. So I worked that, and I got two flights, you know, two pair back and forth for whatever it was, $69 each. And that was at a time when you didn't have to pay extra for the bags oh, yeah. and all that shit. So right when, when Frank was talking about it, I went on the Spirit website to see with Spirit, like how much it would cost. Mm. If I wanted to go, I go, hmm, when do I want to go? Now, if I want to go like Friday, of course the flights were like insane. Like one way was like $300 or $400. Forget it. So I said, all right, I'm taking off vacation that first week in July, like I did last year, the week yeah, of July yeah, yeah. 4th. I go, well, what if I want to go to Florida that week? How much would it cost me? So I put in the flight on the 4th of July. Oh, Jesus. The, well, it's going to be, whose flies on the 4th of July? Okay, well, fair. I didn't think of it. Two bucks. Okay. One way. One, one seat, $82. The g- coming home, like a week later, it was... I think it was a hundred and like forty-five dollars or something. Now remember, this is Spirit, so it's stripped down. Now add luggage, luggage You're each done. each way, fifty dollars each way. That's another hundred. Then I always say I always pick the big seat. That was mm-hmm. another like one. The flight going, the eighty-two dollar flight. I think to pick the big seat was like $80 or $60, it may have been $60 to pick the big seat, but going home, it was it was like $100. Yeah, yeah, so it equals like the same as So when all was said and done with, the, with a suitcase, no carry-on, just a suitcase, and picking the seat, which you don't have to do, by the way. You don't, you could just get a seat randomly. Right. It was like 500 bucks. And with that, <laughs> I have to fly the hell out of here. Yeah, I'm yeah, not. I'm I might, a, we're done. I we're might done. follow. We're, we're done anyway. Because we've uh, we've said enough. Yeah, we've, we've said enough as it everything. is. We said I've covered everything I wanted to cover, and I agreed with the uh, with the airline stuff. And I I don't I can't see anybody not agreeing. Who the fuck? Well, wants, who, yeah, who would want to pay more or get screwed out of a flight and not be properly compensated? Yeah, it's some bullshit. Nobody. All right. So again, this is the darker side of midnight. If you're listening to this, you want to listen to the other side of midnight for the same day of May 11th. And remember. 
Uh, also, the Facebook group, Morano Fans and Haters. If you want to see what's going on over there, join the Facebook group, Morano Fans and Haters. And we end it like we always do. Your influence counts. Have your pets spayed or neutered. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.